All right, welcome to episode four of the all-new National Pulse podcast coming to you from Capitol Hill. And I'm delighted to say, firstly, I'm delighted to say thank you to all of you who have listened, downloaded, and subscribed. Delighted to say we're ranked eighth, eighth in news podcasts right now already after just three days. And that is because you guys are out there sharing this, subscribing. Please keep that momentum up. And if you do, it means I get to attract some of the world's best guests, such as the one I have in the I say makeshift studio. We're going to keep making it even better in here, and the quality is going to keep improving. But in the makeshift studio with me is none other than our good friend, filmmaker Matthew Taylor, joins us in studio. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I hadn't done with you. I wasn't done with your introduction yet, oh. but you jumped in very quickly. <laughs> so keen, so keen. Um, no, Matt. Seriously, you are, you are, you have been an inspiration to us over years and years. I mean, I remember. I think I met you at the Bright Bar party at the at the embassy, and they had the cigars being rolled out back. And I think mm-hmm. you and I think you had some awful silver jacket on or something. <laughs> I mean, if if the audience thinks I dress well, think of the total opposite way I dress, and that's how Matt Taylor dresses. <laughs> but you do always have cooler glasses than I do. Hey, I have cooler glasses than everybody. Yeah, that's true. You yeah, know, you, you, your glasses, which is a great topic to discuss on an audio-only podcast. Of course, <laughs> of course. Matt's glasses look phenomenal. Actually, yes. I could describe them: sort of wiry orange, very luminous, large eighty style. Would you 80, say? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. aviator style. I like them. You know, I like cool em. filmmaker glasses. Maybe what we'll do is uh, we'll we'll I'll I'll tweet a picture of you in your glasses so that people have a reference point. Oh, that <laughs> would be wonderful. Yes, yes. But Matt, you, you you the reason I wanted you here and the reason that uh, yeah I was so glad you walked into the war room earlier and I dragged you uh, over here to to my studio is because of your expertise in big tech. And ladies and gentlemen who are listening to this, I know you want me to get onto the news. We'll get onto that in the second half of this show today. But I wanted to ask Matt about big tech because you did a film you did a film called the creepy line what is the creepy line so the creepy line you know is a is a feature-length documentary that talks about how google and facebook have worked to undermine primarily uh their their customers but the real kind of kicker and the crude of the of the documentary is how they could affect an election Mm -hmm. and so while everybody was talking about privacy and censorship at the time our interest was to see could they put their thumb on a scale in an election scenario and make the election move in a certain direction. Hang on, when did you make this? This was 2018. Wow. This is 2018. So we were looking at this for a while. We actually started in 2017. Um, and again, you know, uh, we worked with Dr. Robert Epstein, who actually tracked the election in 2016. Uh, he found that there was bias in the search. He was able to to quantify how people's opinions were swayed by rank choice, by all sorts of things, right? Uh, autofill. Um, and so we were very concerned that this could play in a 
future election. Um, and the censorship part is included in the film, which is a big topic now, but it doesn't, it, it's only a component of the larger push that these companies are making to basically push their agenda, uh, which does not align with the agenda of their customers, if you even want to call them customers. Because uh, usually customers have power right. over the company uh, to buy or not buy the product. With Google and Facebook, as we say in the creepy line, you are the product. So where did the term the creepy line come from? Well, a number of years ago, Eric Schmidt said, you know, Google's policy is to get right up to the creepy line, but not cross it. And we found that to be a very strange way of 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 defining your your mission you know the creepy line being creepy is inherently bad (laughs) right right you don't want to be called creepy being creepy is worse than being you know being labeled other bad terms it's the worst insult a man can receive oh without a doubt yeah you know if a woman calls you creepy or a creep or she calls uh she tells your girlfriends her girlfriends that that yeah, hey, that guy's a creep. That's about as bad as it gets. Absolutely. But Eric Schmidt wanted to get right up to that line. Yeah, he wanted, and in our opinion, they had crossed that line a hundred times over. Uh, they live beyond that line. They move that line, and they have normalized this creepy environment of surveillance capitalism, which is really what we live in now. You know, and I don't have a problem with advertising. Advertising is a part of you know going back to. You know, they advertised in Jesus's time. You know, people have to sell things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the method of, of how this whole system works is inherently creepy, uh, and it doesn't benefit the users at all. You get some benefits. Look, I love Google. We joke we used Google to make the creepy line because right. uh, there's no other options because mm-hmm. they wiped everybody else out. Um, and so, so this I, I is... Got, I, mm-hmm. I just want to jump in on that. I actually don't use Google anymore. I use StartPage, I think it's mm-hmm. called, is, is one of the alternatives, and I know that there are others in the works as well, yeah. but it's, it's, it's a gargantuan amount of effort that has to, and, and, and funding that has to go into something like that because of the complex indexing systems that, that yeah. Google uses and so so on and so forth. But I just, you know, when I think of the creepy line as a, as a phrase, and I do want to focus on, on, on that as a yeah. phrase for a second because it kind of tells you all you need to know about the intentions of these people. When I think of the creepy line, we've all seen it. I think of that kind of slightly older dude at the bar who kind of <laughs> saunters up to the waitress and puts his arm around her waist but too low. Around, mm-hmm. I mean, he shouldn't be touching her anyway, but... All also too low so he's right up on her bottom and that's the creepy line and that's what google appears to be doing to us right we're the waitress in that scenario we're the ones being being molested in this scenario you know and and it's repeatedly and it's from multiple angles it's every every bit of data that they can get out of us every little uh you know bit of our lives that they can intrude upon they do it so my question to you is have they gone past the creepy line well, absolutely. And look, I, I'll use an example we used from our film. And, and I'm going to actually uh, move to Facebook for a second because this is a really important – because they both are doing this. Um, Facebook, in tw- I believe it was 2017, was discovered to be, to be identifying depressed teenagers and showing them negative news stories to see what would happen. And some Wait, of these – Yes, this is a real story. 
this is a real story. This is a real story. It's outlined in the movie. I wish the audience could see my there, face. There are, there are headlines that we have in the film. It was discovered. Um, and, and, and let me get to the discovery for a second in a moment. But the, the thing is, is that I want people to think about this, right? And some of these teens, they, they, they harm themselves because of these experiments. Companies should not be experimenting on their users, right. They should never be experimenting on their users. You know, we joke in the in the software world that, you know, everybody's, you know, beta testing everything, right? You know, you get a new operating system, it doesn't work, and then the company fixes it, and they go, oh, well, I guess we broke your microphone, and they do an update, right? Mm. And that has become kind of the normal way to develop software. This is, 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 in a way, kind of riffing on that, but over the creepy line, right? Right. Saying, hey, you know, let's, we can identify these kids who are bummed out or sad, for whatever reason, um, and then what we are going to do is see what happens if we give them this, and see what happens if we give them that. And, and then, and whoops, we broke your teenager. Yeah, we broke your teenager. And so the thing is, is what company has the right, has the right to do that to your kids? Isn't the world a, a bummed out place enough right now? Do you really need a, a social media company actually tormenting your children? Um, and, and here's the thing. It's always discovered. It's always found out. They never come forth and say, oh, you know, we were doing this and we're sorry. Right. It's somebody found out and then they apologize. And, and what, does that, what form does that apology take? Well, oh, you know, sorry, like it was maybe an engineer in the company or we didn't mean to or blah, blah, blah. They're or find or... Well, I mean, look, y you have to look... The problem with, with bringing these companies in line with, say, like social decency yeah. is that none of the 20th century tools, whether it's regulatory or anything else, work. Mm. You can find them. And look, if you, you just go to the EU and look at Google's fines. Right. They're getting $2.7 billion fines and $2.1 billion. They don't care. Right. Fines don't matter, right? You can't break them up because they are now so ingrained into major parts of national infrastructure, national security, the, the Pentagon, parts of the Pentagon sit on Google servers, that that would cause destruction in, in irreparable ways. Um, and the problem is, it's not that the technology doesn't work. The technology works great. That's why we use it. That's why we use an iPhone. It's a great phone. Mm. That's why we use Google. They've indexed you know, Everything. a large number of things. They, their search is great. They're smart. Um, the problem is, is that they have been given, or they've created essentially a God box, and we have to trust that they don't use that God box for evil, right? Right, And it's like Reagan says, you know, trust but verify. Yeah. These are not companies you can trust, right? You can trust Honda. And by the way, you there's no verification process. No, no, absolutely not. There's no not. way for us to go in and make sure they're not doing these things. Mm -mm. And, and I want to get back to that example because that was so stunning as well. You're yeah. talking about Facebook targeting depressed teenagers. Yeah. Has that ever led to you know, uh, an incident of any kind that, that has been traced back to the how that how those people have ended up behaving. Because what I, mm -hmm. uh, what I remember reading two weeks ago or whatever on ProPublica was this article called What Parlor Saw. Mm -hmm. And it was this article about how many things were uploaded to Parlor, you know, this alternative thing that's now been taken down uh, in real time as it related to the January 6th, yeah. you know, insurrection, riot, whatever you want to call it. And... Uh, I never see that for what 
Twitter saw and mm. what Facebook saw and what Google saw uh, for anything, riots, school shootings, BLMs, you know, no matter what, what Twitter, Facebook and all these other social media companies have obviously seen way more than Parler has seen Absolutely. throughout all of these processes. Well, sure. Look, if you have 2.7 billion users and they are communicating with each other, because look, Let's look at how the system works, because this is an important thing, right? People have to understand that how it actually functions is, is integral to how the outcome is, right? Facebook it was, was the company that discovered, we need to keep you on the platform. And we, we cover this in the movie, and they say, look, we need, to, we need to keep you on the platform, and you need to stay engaged with us as long as possible. In the early days, Google did not, they, that was not their, their mode of operation. They wanted to give you a search and send you on your way. Mm. But as Facebook changed the dynamic of keeping users present, everybody else had to follow suit, right? And so how do you keep a user present? Well, you feed the user more of them, themselves, who they are, what they like, right? What do you like? And we've moved into this in the 21st century. We, we've moved into a world where you can curate your life. Yeah. I pick my songs. I don't buy an album. I have been trapped in this <laughs> loop of watching, I'm not kidding, watching mini golf videos before I go to bed mm -hmm. because Facebook realizes That's uh, what I you like, like. I like mini golf. And now every night when I check my phone before bed, it's like, hey, Here's another mini Check golf video out. you might, and I sit there for 15 minutes just watching somebody and, else play mini and golf. And nine hours later, you've been <laughs> right, watching right, these videos, right. right? I'm and I'm theoretically great at mini golf yeah. now. I've never played it, of course. <laughs> well, look, I mean, and, and if you go to TikTok, they've actually ramped this up to like right. a thousand, right? And it, the irony is, like TikTok's actually, I, I think, one of the more genius platforms, you know? But evil genius, evil genius, but it's a genius platform. Like right. they have actually really solved this, like keep you on there for eternity, more than Facebook. Um, so the thing is if you are now in a loop a feedback loop that feeds you you well if you have certain tendencies the the the, the software and the platform is smart enough to pick up on those mm. tendencies if you have violent tendencies mm. if you have you know if you're a giving person what happens well they go well the algorithm says based on all these points that you are like this so here we will feed you this so there is a certain extent to say that these platforms are as responsible for any violence or any of these things right. as the people themselves. In fact, Has there have been an investigation into that. Look, I mean, probably in certain areas, the, the thing is, is, look, you're always people say, oh, you know, what about this and what about that? Has anyone done anything? Mm. Google it. Right. Is Google going to allow things that criticize Google on their platform? Right. It's questionable. Mm. It's questionable. You know, if look, if they if they can move a business to page two and nuke your business, are they going to let any legitimate you know investigation I, come no, forth? They don't even uh, uh, index the national polls. They, well, of course, they, they do they not don't. allow our news outlet to publish on Google. If you search the National Pulse on Google, you have to go to like the second or third page yeah. to get a link. You get a link to a, a blog post written about us mm -hmm. by some hard left professor on the fourth or fifth result. Saying you're evil. Oh, yeah. Saying, you're the worst. You know, because because I don't want babies murdered that I'm evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and and, and th this, is the, this is the critical part of this. So let me ask you this because I, I, I don't want to keep you too long. I know you're a busy man. I want to ask you this: All these things, all these alternatives—smart page, what is it? Start page, Start page and, and all yeah. of these. I should know. I use it, but I'm just recent to it. Are they viable as competitors at any point? I would say, not in the long term. 
and the reason for this is um, Google isn't just a search engine. Well, they're not just a search engine. No, mm. I mean they're an index, right? right. So let let's look at we we actually touched on this in the in the film as well. If you use Yahoo, right? Go oh well, I'm not using Google. Right. Well, Yahoo has to reference certain indexes because Yahoo has not indexed certain things. Right. And there are there are lists that Google makes. One of them is the blacklist. And mm. the blacklist are sites you shouldn't visit. And, you know, Yahoo will visit that site. Or let's look at Bing, right? Bing was suing Google a number of years ago. And all of a sudden, there was a big, they, they made nice and Bing went up, right? Because Google doesn't need to actually be used directly to be used. Uh, Apple Mail, parts of Apple Mail sit on Google servers. Um, you have Facebook embeds in, in almost all pages. Mm. You have Google Analytics. You have, you have, they are everywhere. Right. They are in every place. And so removing yourself from the, the system is nearly impossible. Um, and the thing is... You so know, the, the, the creepy guy doesn't have the hand on the waist. He's got your hand down, his hand down your pants. Pretty much. Right. I mean, he has you back at his place tied up. And right. I mean, it's a terrible scenario. Yeah. We are unable to remove ourselves. You can do more away from Facebook, but ultimately Google is dominant. And what's really interesting right now is there is a standoff in Australia with Google and Australia saying yes. we may drop Google. This is a development I'm paying very close attention to. because Didn't Google threatened to like delist Australia? Yes. Well, they could delist anybody. <laughs> right. They can make... Right. Well, that's the thing. But, you know, oh, That's the question. If, if Australia is not searchable on Google, does Australia exist? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, right. I've never been there. So. But, but that's kind of the bizarre yeah. thing, that the, the, the bizarre power that they're seeking to exercise here, right? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, I know everyone is on the right or the left right now for mm. censorship and privacy and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But it's way more insidious and bigger than are you a Democrat or a Republican? Right. Are you left or are you right? This is a company that does not respect countries. They don't respect law. They don't respect anything. They believe they are the utopian society developers. They are building things that we don't know about. They, they, are, they have a vision for the world. And this idea of the, the squabble between right and left is a petty squabble to them. Right. And they will pick and choose the things they need to achieve what they are after. And again, we don't know what they're after. And to an extent, they don't know what they're after. That is why they do things without particularly questioning the results. They're kind you of just experimenting. They experimenting are experimenting. On us, experimenting on the world. Yes. Right? Experimenting look, I, with the future. I love that idea of experimentation to bring about beautiful new things and wonderful things. I mean, that is the that is the birth. That's why all these companies are in America, right? We've gone to the moon. We've done all these great things. We're developing vaccines at lightning speed. And so to an extent, um, you know, is it evil? Like, well, I don't think they think they're evil, which is actually more terrifying. So so I think that... Or do they, or do, well, or do they think that the, the, you know, the end goal is worth whatever you have to go through to get there? And and that is a form of evil, right? Because what it doesn't do is focus sure. on, on 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 humanity and human rights. Yeah, you know, America is very inconvenient, becoming more and more inconvenient yeah. for these companies now because you have things like human rights in the United yeah. States. It's why they're cozying up to China more because guess what? China doesn't mind if you run they experiments on the Uyghurs. China doesn't mind if you run experiments on ordinary people, working yeah. class people, and they'll let you do it because guess what? Just like Google, China has a utopian idea of what society should look like. Yeah. 
and you've got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Yeah, no, they are simpatico. I mean, it, there's a lot of similarities between them. And the problem is, the problem is this, right? I, when people sit there and, and, and you know, want to talk about the left and right, I say, look, how many Democrats work at Honda? And people go, I don't know. And I say, well, who cares? It doesn't matter. They sell you a car. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. How, you know, Apple sells iPhones to Al-Qaeda. Mm. You know, they don't do it directly, but they use the iPhone. Anyone can buy one, right? right? Everybody is, is welcomed. Right. With Google, you know, uh, and I'm not saying you should in any way support Al Qaeda. But the thing is, is like, you know, they're look, they are the largest hoster of child porn in the world. And no one's getting upset about that, right. you know. And so so they they are willing to, to let those things slide for whatever the goal is. And we I don't think have even seen the beginning of what they're really pushing for. And I think the closest we've seen for kind of like a grand plan was when Facebook pushed the Libra, their their cryptocurrency. Oh, yeah. And when they pushed that, which is something I'm severely against, mm. right, uh, is, is Facebook in any way controlling banking. Mm. I'm, I'm for crypto, but right. I'm not for face. You know, th- it defeats the purpose of Facebook Corpor- controlling. Cor- corporate crypto is just not the point. Right? No, the it's, point it's completely is to the, yeah, it's decentralize it. Exactly. And centralization isn't just about government. Centralization can be about corporate, corporate power. Corporate power. Yeah. I mean, that's what anti-monopoly powers were, were created to avoid. Of course. Well, look, I mean, what is the classical definition of fascism? It's big government merging with big business to control people. You know, putting aside all the fascist rhetoric for yeah, U.S. No, politics, I'm saying that. I mean, this is what it is, yeah. right? And what we have right now is if you're in Washington, where we are right now, mm. you know, Google's can that revolving door into the, into the uh, Oval Office with Google is spinning all day long, and they are joining together. The problem is, is the government doesn't realize that they are not on the winning end of this deal. Google is smarter, they're faster, they have all of the power of a government and none of the inefficiencies and none of the accountability to the people. That's the big issue. Right. People are afraid of the government. They say, oh, the government's terrible, it's too big, it's horrible. The government doesn't care what soda you buy. Yeah. They don't care. And if it did care, it would be particularly inept at changing that They would never be able to do anything. Look, I lived in New York City for years. It's the most inept government in the world. Mm. You know, and, and they do stupid things. And one of the most well-funded. And the most and well-funded, yeah. And they're just completely inept. You know, Google is not inept. You know, they are not inept in any way. They're highly efficient and they're very dangerous. Um, and I think it's something that people need to be concerned about. You know, and the question is, what's the solution? And right now, we are at the beginning of even understanding the problem. Exactly. I'm so glad you said that because everybody calls me up and they, and they email me. And, you know, we have our uh, private Discord chat channel for, for National Pulse members, which you can sign up at fundrealnews.com. And just got a plug in there. And, um, they ask me, hey, how do we fix this? I say, fix it? We don't even know the extent mm-hmm. of it. We have no idea. No idea at all. And you can start by, you just, look, people have to, have to n- stop trusting these entities. Mm. You know, when you buy a car, mm. you trust that you won't, the car will not kill you. You may kill you by driving the car poorly, but you trust that car. You trust when you fly. You, tr- you know, that trust, these companies have not earned that. They have not earned the trust of a Honda. They have not earned the trust even of an oh, you Apple. You really like Hondas, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I have a Honda, you know, but like, <laughs> but like, but and it I hasn't mean, like, killed you. yeah, yeah, it hasn't killed me, you know. But that's the thing. I think the, at the end of the day, like, they have not earned the trust, so don't give them the trust. Yeah, actually, they've done everything to 
not have trust. They've yeah, done, I mean, they've proved if, to us time and time again that if we any other trust company, them. if any other company right. was caught this many times right. doing this many bad things, if your grocery, like if your local corner supermarket, you know, yeah. we have one right here. If they were caught peering into your windows of your house to see what you're consuming, what time of day you're consuming it, how you behave, you know, how many crunchy, how many ruffles you like on your chip, all mm -hmm. of that you would be apoplectic about it and you would shut yeah. the blinds and you would pursue that person and that company to the fullest extent of the law and we just do not have those mechanisms mm -hmm. with these big giant corporates. No, I mean, look, if you went to a restaurant and got food poisoning, you'd never go back. Right. Even if it's an, a fluke. Right. And yet they violate our trust every day. Now, the thing is, they gave you something in return. They gave you the free email. Right. Right? Got your Gmail account. But it is not... Look, the, the dollar amount of what you are worth to them is not proportionate mm. to you being able to write email for free. It's just not. True. You know? And look, I think it's fair to say not all Silicon Valley falls into the bucket of, of Google and Facebook. Apple and Microsoft are different. They, they do sell products. They do have shareholders. They can go up and down. But the more these companies move towards services and away from products, right, that is where the danger zone is. And really, you have three buckets. You have Apple and Microsoft selling Windows and iPhones. You have Amazon, which is its own thing, which is, you know, we could talk about them some other day. Yeah. And then you have Google and Facebook. And for now, Google and Facebook, I think, is the, is the dominant threat. Apple has their own threat. I mean, they actually have, have the death star of, of capabilities. Um, but they, they also are, again, you know, you look but at the earnings. What is the death star of capabilities? Well, look, it's, you saw it with Parler, right? You right. know, and, you know, whether you like Parler so or it's not. the App Store. The App Store, mm. you know. And look, I'm a big Apple fan. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a huge Apple fan. I think what they're doing with privacy is fantastic. You know, I think, I think it's, it, Tim Cook has actually done a fairly good job. I think Tim Cook... Uh, did his shareholders well mm. by actually working with the with the Trump administration to get better prices for products, right. right? You know, he doesn't like Donald Trump, right? but he knew that if he played ball with the administration, it would change how the tariffs would work and all these things. And he got a new nickname out of it. He did. Tim Apple. He, he did Tim Apple, you know, but but I think that that shows a, that sh shows a, he, a lot of CEOs in Silicon Valley could learn from Tim Cook to understand, to put aside his personal anim animosity towards anyone in government and work with them, you know, for the sake of the customers. Right. Wow, what a novel idea, right? Like, you're going to sit there and say, okay, well, we'll work with you even though I, though I don't like you because my customers matter. Uh, so I do think that, you know, app, but their, their Death Star is the app, app store. I mean, if they want to take Facebook off of the iPhone, you saw it. You but saw look, it if, with if 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 they if they want to take this podcast off Apple Podcasts, sure can it, do it. it is the primary means by it which is. people get podcasts. I mean, we're on everything. Yeah, but but Apple Podcasts is the is the industry the gold standard. Yeah, and if they remove this, one might argue there's not even much of a point in me doing it because yeah. distribution becomes so much more uh, uh, difficult. Let me ask you this question because I, I I wanted to ask it earlier and and I didn't get the chance, but I want to come back to a point you were making earlier about the power of these companies. Do you think, and you can say no if you want to this, do you, but do you think perhaps the CEO of, of Google, Alphabet, whatever, finds it easier to get a phone call accepted to the Oval Office than 99% of world leaders? Oh, clearly. Hmm. I mean, look, like, I think, I think that you've had... That's I mean, stunning to me. Well, look, since the Obama administration, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not downing Obama. He, he, Obama's benefit 
to big tech in the world was he put everybody online, mm. right? He he modernized politics, he modernized political warfare. Right. Uh, I I actually think a lot the of Facebook it was Facebook election. Yeah, it was it was really interesting stuff. It mm. was exciting. Mm. We're really excited to be like, wow, you could Twitter changed how people viewed congressional hearings. Mm. Right. These are important things that we could all participate and watch and see and all these kinds of things. You know, the downside is that you have, you know, members of the Google team, you know, in the Oval Office 600 times during the Obama presidency. Or you have orders coming down from the Obama administration to kill investigations into certain things mm -hmm. on Google, you know, or, or about Google. And so there there is there is there is upside and there's downside. But, yes, I think that, you know, Google um, more than probably anybody has access to the highest bits of political power. I mean, I think Dr. Robert Epstein uh, calculated that Google's probably determining up to 25% of elections around the world now. Wow. wow. I mean, that's I guess that's three years ago now. It's probably yeah. more and how they play in these things. So there comes a point where if, in fact, our thesis in the creepy line is correct and they are playing in elections— it means that they will have the ability to select lawmakers to be elected that will rule in their favor. Uh, and to us, that is, that is, you know, and we're talking about, oh, undermining democracy or undermining the republic. Nothing undermines it more than that. Right. Everybody thought it was money in politics. Forget money in politics. Like that's nothing compared to the ability to select members over the people and do it by using the people because, you know, how they're going to vote or what they're going to do or what gets them to stay home. The real insurrection. Yeah, it's, it's look. <laughs> the it, corporate insurrection of, of America. The yeah, it's, it's terrifying. It's, look, it's people, an insurrection it of you. crazy. It's an insurrection <laughs> of governance. Yeah. It, it's, it's, an, it's certainly, I mean, constitutionally, mm -hmm. I mean, I, 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 I am becoming more and more frustrated with that word, by the way, constitution. Yeah. Because it seems like it's always used as a shield but it's not it's it, it's it's a it's a pa i mean it's literally paper but it's a paper shield right it's a paper shield it's a paper shield because nobody who uses that phrase it's unconstitutional look at the constitution actually then ever goes and does anything about it you hear a lot of lofty rhetoric in the in the senate chamber and congressional chamber oh it's unconstitutional and the response from these big corporates and the response from the left media and and from you know people who are in the Biden regime they go so what so what and what what are you going to do about it and that's that and and, and then I was like, I, uh, we left scratching our heads and go yeah actually you're right what am I going to do about it what they've decided and I, you're not particularly left right kind of guy but what for me what the left has decided is just to call the bluff the bluff is and what they've realized that there's no there's no ch check after that point so i want to wow. ask you you spent a lot of time with us i want to ask you um where can people get the movie do they google it <laughs> you can google it i don't know if it will come <laughs> up though but actually you know you can watch the creepy line for free on amazon prime it is also available on iTunes, and if you uh, go on YouTube, believe it or not, we put in an additional 45 minutes of material. Oh, wow. uh, Jordan Peterson is in the film, Peter mm -hmm. Schweitzer. Uh, we have, it's, it's a nonpartisan piece of work. Dr. Robert Epstein voted for Hillary Clinton, even though he thinks that Google weighed the election toward her. Um, it is, it is, this is not partisan. 
This is about every person who uses these products, which right now is every person, right. you know? And so they really have to understand that. Everybody has to understand that, like, you know, you might be benefiting, your political side may be benefiting today, but if Google changes their mind, you're out. So, you know, the film, the film is a, is a, it's a, it's a nonpartisan piece of work, you know, uh, and it's very clear that, you know, if we, if, if we think that there's something that leans in one way, it's, that's how it leans. And so it's, Matt, it's a lot of my audience mm-hmm. will refuse to use Amazon, refuse to watch it on YouTube. Is it on BitChute or Rumble or is there anywhere else? Any no, it's, it's always, well, it's, it's how only, can we do that? How yeah. can I facilitate that <laughs> happening where you pop it, pop it on Rumble? I'll tell you what, put it on Rumble, uh, enable the ads. I'll take 50% of the revenue just, just for the idea. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> Sounds good to me. Matt, where can people find you and follow you? Because uh, after this conversation, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people out there who, who want your your hot takes on things. Sure. You know, I keep a limited uh, 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 presence on Twitter at mm. M.A. Uh, Taylor Cinema. That's me. And, um, you know, again, we have another project. We, we actually did two additional films this year. We did Riding the Dragon about yeah. uh, Hunter Biden. And we also did another film uh, called Safeguard, an Electoral College Story yeah. about how the Electoral College works, you know, why we have it and why it's a benefit to keep it. And that is also on um, on Amazon as well. And so, you know, uh, it's we have, we have films all over the place that cover these topics. They're not always as spicy as, say, Google and Facebook, but, you know, we were, are always going to continue uh, to hammer this topic. I go on, on Fox News uh, frequently to talk about, Shame. you know, these, these <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> hey, you got yeah. movies to sell. Hey, I got movies to sell, you know. <laughs> but, but, it's such a it's such an important film, the creepy line. I remember I remember watching it for the first time myself. Um, Safeguard is incredibly important as well because somebody recently asked me. I think it was on one of our Telegram channels. Asked me, "Hey, I'm trying to explain to my kid the importance of the electoral college. Can you refer me to something?" And I think I was busy at the time, and I just said, "You know, for goodness' sake, I'm not your Google search engine. Go and find <laughs> out. Go and find out for yourself. You know, figure it out." But actually, I should have. It should have clicked for me immediately. Safeguard is the way to is, is, yeah. is, is yeah. to send to your friends and your family members and your kids to show them the importance of this. Yeah, and again, a nonpartisan take on it, and it's it has to do with you know it covers it covers the big criticisms about race and these other things. Yeah. Uh, has Steve Forbes in it? You know, it has some really great people in the film, mm-hmm. and it's it's a good it's a good watch. And uh, again, you can watch it on Amazon, and uh, you can you can uh, watch additional material as as we release it. Awesome. Uh, but it's but it's important that people you know see these things and and learn and make a decision for themselves. This is what Google doesn't do; they don't let you see things, and so you never get a chance to say, "I don't like that." You know. Matt, I intended to keep you here for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. We've had a, such a great conversation that I'm actually going to release this as a standalone episode and do Wonderful. my own show uh, later on today. Matthew Taylor, thank you so much for being here with Thanks us. Thanks for having we, me. we could have so much more conversation. I'd love to come um, back. And I, and I hope we will. Yeah, Matthew, thank you once again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps us for today's uh, fourth episode of the National Pulse uh, podcast. I will do a news episode later on today as well, so stick around and stay tuned and keep refreshing for that. Of course, I need you to go to the nationalpulse.com, check out all of our news stories. We're publishing more throughout the day as well. And of course, if you like and want to support our work, we are not supported by any big packs or any billionaires, not even any millionaires. We are supported by you, the nationalpulse.com forward slash support chip in five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever you can. We're really grateful for it. And I'll see you again for the next episode. Cheers.